So a good coach, if you ever had the experience of being on a team and had a good coach, a good coach uh, is able to see what people can do even if they can't see it themselves and to try and get more out of the, the player or the team than they might believe they're capable of. And there are all sorts of American movies about this as well where there's like there's a team, it's like bottom of the league and then this guy comes in and goes, you guys can do it. And they say, we can't do it. And he said, we can do it. And then we train them and, and then they can do it and they win the thing. Um, you know, so it's great. Uh, so a good coach, a good coach can see beyond what the person can see in themselves. And I think in a way, like, the Lord is, is like a good coach. He knows what we can do, and he knows what we're capable of. And, but then there's, there's an extra element, as opposed to uh, uh, a football team, hurling team, basketball team, whatever it is. Uh, that's, a coach is trying to get out of the team what they're able to do themselves. Right? So what they're capable of through their own effort, through hard work, through teamwork, or through whatever it is, getting over their racial prejudice or whatever the movie was about. Um, and... Right, and getting on with working as a team, working, you know, digging deep. Now, we have to be careful that when the Lord is asking us to work with him, he goes one step further. And this is the, the part that, this is what differentiates us from just kind of humanism or just kind of social workers or just um, well-organized, you know, well-informed, well-trained managers. Okay, what we're aiming to do here, what the Lord is aiming to do, what the Lord wants to do in each one of our hearts or in us, in us as a church, isn't just to show us what we are able to do of ourselves, because psychologists, sociologists can do that for us, but to show us what we can do with his grace. And that's, that's, the, that's the huge difference. Like, that's the... That's, like that, that's a key difference because otherwise what the Lord is trying to do is just telling you basically like we've been meditating on a bit over the last couple of days this kind of performance-based identity that you have to dig deep you have to push harder you just have to do more you have to turn up for training it's all on you and if you achieve all of these things then yes you'll end up on the podium or you'll get gold or whatever it is but ultimately it's still all on you and that works for <clears throat> sports because ultimately in sports it is kind of all on you. I mean, if you don't turn up for training, you won't be as fast as those who do turn up for training and then you don't win. Uh, so, but that's not how it works in, in the spiritual life. There are things in common, yes, but there, there are some key differences, key elements that, that are different. In the spiritual life, there's our yes and God's grace. As St. Paul says, I can do all things in Christ who strengthens me. It's not I can do all things if I try really hard. I can do all things in Christ who strengthens me. So <clears throat> the Lord is a coach who sees what we're capable of with his grace. That's, that's the key difference. That's the key difference. That's the key difference. Otherwise we're all on our own. <clears throat> so we're not on our own. What can we do with God's grace? Well, far more than we think we're capable of. So we'll say on the human level, uh, we can maybe grow in, <clears throat> you know, service, how, how I choose to use my time. I can grow in maybe generosity and these, these kind of things. Uh, but then there's, there's also a need for grace because there's also a need for, for, for uh, a help that goes beyond just niceness or, or our humanity. What can I do with God's grace? Well, it's, it might be actually kind of shocking 
are surprising what I can do with God's grace. Genie, with God's grace, maybe, maybe I could even become a saint. With God's grace, maybe I could actually be a good priest. <laughs> with God's grace, maybe I could actually be a good wife, a good husband, a good father, a good mother. With God's grace, maybe I could actually be healed. Maybe I could actually be at peace. Maybe I could actually love life. With God's grace, maybe I could actually be happy. With God's grace, maybe I could actually be free. Okay, now here we're at about 60% of where we should be. <laughs> I want to take one more step. So we've got the human, the human step, like you know, putting in our effort, which on the grand scheme of things is absolutely necessary, but not the full story. Then there's growing in the realization that, that we need God's grace, and that's, that's essential, again, for any growth in, in, in the spiritual life. But then it goes one, one step further. What about being confident in God's grace? What about not, not just thinking, yeah, I suppose if I try, sure, I mean, the, the Lord will probably help me, you know, and maybe, and sort of, and we'll see, and sure, yeah, we'll, we'll see how it goes, I suppose. Things might improve, you know, if no. <laughs> you know, what about actually being confident? Lord, if I give you my heart, you will heal me. You will set me free. You will make of me whatever you're calling me to be, saint, holy priest, holy mother, father, brother, sister. You will come good on your promises. For you have said, you will not, I will not leave you orphans, that I'm with you always to the end of time. These are your promises, your word. You will be faithful. And therefore, since there are no conditions to that, that promise is made to me. That promise is made to me. That, you know, as St. Paul says, that, Lord, your grace is sufficient. So your grace is sufficient for me. So it is enough. Whatever I'm called to do, your grace is enough. It is enough. Now, I have to just keep in mind, just kind of balance this. Don't put it all on God and say, well, I suppose God has to help me. So I'm just going to sit here in my misery until God helps me. You can call me Eeyore in the meantime. We're all going to die. Okay, all right. Or you can say, Lord, I have to do my bit. I have to do my bit. So what is my bit? What is my bit? What is, my, what is our bit? Non-rhetorical question. What is our bit? What's our part? What do we have to do? Zara. What do we have to do? What do we have to do? So, say you want to grow in, in your prayer life. Okay, I want to pray more with the heart. I want to pray more deeply. I want to pray kind of... Uh, I, want to really, I want to connect with God better in my prayer. What do I have to do? Put in the work on your Put in the work on which means? So, I, I have to put in the work. What, what does that mean? How, how much work or what does that mean practically? Um, you have to actually turn up for prayer. <laughs> There's an idea. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Turning up for prayer, definitely. Yeah, that's, yeah, you have to actually turn up. Okay, good. Now, but then, so that's the, the kind of the physical, practical side. Now, in turning up, like the next step, which is good along with turning up, is that I suppose God might help, right? That's kind of nice. Okay, but that's not there yet. Because 
and I think that's, that's where a lot of us can be, where we turn up for prayer, and you look around and you say, well, I mean, God helps them, and helps them, and helps them, and helps Mother Teresa, and helps the Pope. And that's great. Um, but me, I mean, he's busy. There's a lot to do. Big world to manage. Lots of people praying. Lots of people who are holier than me, who need more help than me. So, look, I'm glad he helps them. That's great. I'm here doing my thing, so... We're all going to die. <laughs> okay. And, and the hour passes, and it was, you know, it was nice. No one got hurt. Um, and uh, then, so you leave, and you go out to, you know, go to the fridge and make yourself a frappuccino, whatever it is, and life goes on. You know, life goes on, but, but nothing really changes. Do you know what I mean? It was, it's nice, like, as I say, you know, it was, it was, you know, holy hour, I was on the program, I went, I turned up, just did the thing, and then got on with Life. You know, and and then like our, our spiritual life gets it gets kind of stuck. Do you know, because we we, we we turn up, we're we're doing kind of our part, and and it's you know it's it's grand, like it's good, you know. Yes. But there's no kind of heart in it. There's no confidence. There's no fire in it. Like, do you know, this isn't an accusation. I'm just saying, like, if this is you, right, take it on board, okay. But like, as opposed to turning up to adoration going, this is going to be awesome. All right? Why? Because the Lord said it will. Do you know what I mean? Because the Lord said, I will work in you. You know, he wants to work with us. He wants, to, he wants us to walk with him. He wants to form our hearts. He wants to heal us. I was, I was reading, reading yesterday. I just did a bit of Bible bingo. And I came across this, a reading in, in Ezekiel where he asked us to come to him with confidence. And just that word confidence really struck me. I thought, wow. Yeah, because without arrogance, we can be confident in the Lord providing for us. Confident. And I think that that's something that, that, that it's not arrogance, it's not pride, it's not presumption, because that's a bit dangerous as well. Again, just to say that the Lord is going to do everything, so we don't, don't have to do anything at all. The Lord said he's God, so he'll take care of everything. Yes, but we have our bit to do. You know, we have to turn up. And he does ask us to open our hearts, because he, again, he can't, if we keep, he keeps knocking on a closed door, what do you want him to do? Burst into your life and change everything that needs to be changed without your permission? That's kind of violent. That's not him. So he does wait like for that openness, so that we turn up and that we're open. And then to be confident, Lord, you can and you will do these things, because you've said so, because you care, because you are love. Because, I mean, you want my holiness more than I do. You want my healing more than I do. You want me to be at peace more than I want to be at peace. Because you love me more than I love myself. And, and your vision of, of my whole life and the, the, the situations that preceded my life and the situations that will follow my life, you have them all present. You can see them all. So you can see this little slot of history where, insert your name, you see how, how it affects the whole tapestry of humanity, of time. You see how this little 85-year-old lifespan, how, how it, it affects others. So, so you're interested in this. You're interested in me. So you want me to do my part, but then to come confidently to, to you. And not exclude myself, because maybe it's a kind of, I don't know, it sounds like I don't add an accusation on, on top of, a, of people who are feeling a bit down, like, but it can be kind of a pride thing as well to say, the Lord won't help me, I'm so bad, I'm so lost, I'm so low, I'm beyond him. Oh, really? You're beyond divine help, are you? <laughs> All right, take that up with him. All right, say that to him. 
Hey Lord, how are you doing? I know you're too busy and I know you don't care about me. <laughs> Alright? Just say it to his face. <laughs> you won't get angry. But like, just honestly, I find it really interesting to say what we really think to the Lord. Because at times when you say it out loud, it sounds so stupid. <laughs> Do you know when you say, Lord, thanks for everything, thanks for taking care of people. Uh, I know like you don't really want to take care of me, but I get it. <laughs> Just say it out loud. And then kind of listen to yourself going, that's ridiculous. But it, it, it's interesting, like, <clears throat> the thoughts are there. They're what we believe. But once you vocalize them, once you bring them out, they tend to lose a lot of their power because they, like, they are temptations. And the, the, the ridiculousness of the temptation is often revealed as soon as you vocalize it and say, this is what I actually think. Where, why on earth did I think that? Where did that come from? But they're there, and so often you're sitting in the chapel, and that's exactly what's going through your head. Do you know what I mean? It's nice to be here. It's a nice quiet hour. Can't wait for my cappuccino, frappuccino. Did Zara finish the ice cream? She probably did. I must get some more ice cream. Maybe Grace is going shopping. If she's going shopping, we'll set her to get the ice cream. Oh, I'd love to go imagine now. Mixing it up. Can't wait. Do you know, and like, so the hour, the, the minutes are taken by in adoration, and that's where your head is. And then you kind of, you know, someone says something nice about Jesus or something. So you're back in the chat. Oh, Jesus, yeah, Jesus. Uh, oh, the, the Jesus for the other people. Yeah, 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 I get it. Yeah, Jesus for them. Yeah, he helps them. That's nice. I'm glad. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And we kind of, we just build this kind of wall around us as in I build a wall around myself between me and the Lord because he's busy helping them that's just disastrous like absolutely disastrous and we can you can actually stay there for years that's horrific and very possible and very very dangerous that in your spiritual life you stay in this place where you stay in this place divorced from the presence of God. So you need help. You know you need help. God's grace is there. You know he can help. But you don't let him. You do not have confidence in his power at all. You believe that he will help others, but you do not have confidence in him to help you as an individual. That's a lonely place to be. It's a dangerous place to be. So I think it's good when we call these things out. I mean, if, you've re- if any of what I've said has resonated with you, then there's an issue. Good! That's called a diagnosis. Right? Problem diagnosed, let's fix it. The diagnosis doesn't fix the problem, but it's, it's, it's good to actually even call out, yeah, that's where I am. I do not have confidence in the Lord. Good! Well, not good. But at least now you know what it is. So next time you go to adoration, next time you go to prayer, you're like, Lord, I want to have actually greater confidence in you. Now, Sorry, I've probably gone on a little long. But how do, we, how do we grow in confidence? One quick point that comes to mind immediately here. Sorry, my brain goes into overdrive during a homily. What, what, if, if, you have a, if, you, if you have a friend, okay, what gives you confidence in, in the friend? Be, be really practical here. It's not a spiritual thing, just a practical thing. Trust. Where, how, how, how does trust grow? Spending time with them. Drinking. No. What makes your trust in a friend grow? When it's tested and they deliver. They prove themselves. Their track record. Okay? Our, our faith or our confidence in God 
we can just allow me to be, it's not very mystical, it's really just practical and kind of human. Our track record, ch- checking the Lord's track record in our lives is very important, okay? We, we shouldn't, we're not holding him to a certain standard, like, you know, we're not, he's not being tested here, but it is helpful to say, Lord, when I needed you here, there, 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 and there, and there, you delivered. So keep his track record in mind. Keep his track record in mind. Some people have a, definitely have a tendency to maybe focus more on the negative, on like the positive, on the, the, the negativity of now. So right now I'm down in the dumps. Right now things are heavy and hard and dark and whatever. And it can be hard then to think of anything positive that the Lord has done. Please fight that. Please fight that negativity. Come out of it and say, Lord, when I asked you for this, you delivered. When I asked you for that, you delivered. Lord, there are still ongoing problems. Yes, of course there are. Welcome to reality. Like, there are always issues. There are always problems. You know, there are lots of people out there who are, who are sick, and there are lots of people out there who are going to die. Close to 100% of them, actually. Um, you know, like, so, it's, this is just, you know, the way life is. Uh, so, in my life, though, check the Lord's track record, and please write down, Write down the good things the Lord has done. And then when you come to prayer and your confidence is wavering a bit, look at what the Lord has done. Count. Like, this is a a very important theme to the Jews uh, back in the day. They would often say, remember the deeds of the Lord. Remember what the Lord has done. Remember. And as soon as you try to remember the deeds of the Lord, the good things the Lord has done, the tempter will come immediately and say, yeah, but look at this now. Look at how things are now. Now there's this problem and that problem and that person who rejected you and that person doesn't like you and that person who won't go out with you and this person and all the list of the rubbish that's going on now. Yeah, 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 I know, I know. But hold on one sec. Remember the deeds of the Lord. And that gives you the confidence to affront now. We're not living in, in, in la-la land here. We're trying to deal with reality. We're trying to deal with reality with the tools that we have been given, with the help that's available, with the love that surrounds us. Otherwise, we're trying to uh, deal with reality now, divorced from God and divorced from all the help that surrounds us. We find ourselves alone, it's dark, it's lonely, and to be honest, it's hopeless. So we need to, to, to recognize that we're not alone, that the Lord, as, as a coach, yes, is trying to get as much as he can out of us as, as people, but also, it's always with his grace. It's always with his grace. And with his grace, we can accomplish incredible things. Incredible things. But we're not alone. So let's come to the Lord with confidence. With confidence. With confidence that he will provide. That he's fighting on our side for us. He's fighting to whatever our foes are, whatever our darkness is. He's fighting at our side. Maybe even he's carrying us in one hand and fighting with the other. But we are not alone. So let's count, remember the deeds of the Lord, and come to him with confidence. In God I trust, I shall not fear. Amen.